Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Drone Life News. Uh, joining me as always is the editor-in-chief of DroneLife.com. Now, many of you know her as the editor-in-chief, many of you know her as a skilled businesswoman, and many of you now know her with a new beautiful haircut. Miriam, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We are doing great this week. Um, getting ready for the holidays. It's getting cold here in New England. Snow tomorrow. Tis the season. Tis the season to be jolly. Uh, well, the weather here in New Mexico is uh, in the morning, it's winter, and in the, well, late morning lunchtime, it's spring, afternoon, summer, and then right back to winter in the evening. So if you're not used to layers, well, you got to get used to them if you live here, that's for sure. Um, but Miriam, I know we've got a lot of big news uh, this week and some very surprising albeit unique news as well, as there's one company who is partially using uh, our name in, in a vast majority of theirs uh, that is doing uh, Walmart's drone delivery. And it seems like they have acquired a company, a company that has had a very interesting and uh, pejorative nickname for a very long time. But what are we talking about here, Miriam? So in kind of stunning news, drone services company DroneUp has acquired AirMap. And uh, AirMap uh, is a household name in the drone industry, been around for a long time, was one of the first uh, airspace intelligence platforms offered to pilots and since kind of evolved into the UTM space. Of recent year or so, we haven't heard much from AirMap. As you know, we discussed on this show something weird happened a few months ago, and they mysteriously fell off of the FAA's approved list of Lance providers, reached out to the company, didn't get a response back. They are now actually back on the FAA-approved list of providers, but it looks like there was a reason that they were operating under radio silence. I'm sure this was in the works. So what this is, is drone up for those who are not familiar with it is a drone services company. They have a network of pilots. Um, they have proprietary software that they use to communicate with those pilots about jobs. They have very strict training protocols. They have a lot of agreements with state governments to be their kind of um, emergency response uh, drone team. And uh, this year they had a large investment from Walmart. And so they are a significant partner for Walmart drone delivery. And uh, they have currently built out three Walmart drone delivery hubs. They're the only provider that has a multi-site operation going in Arkansas to start Walmart's kind of drone delivery program going. So it looks like they intend to incorporate the AirMap software into their existing proprietary software that they use with their pilots. They have said, Tom Walker, who's the CEO of DroneUp, has said that he is committed to um, keeping AirMap available to the rest of the drone industry too. So they don't intend to kind of keep it all for themselves. It will still be available for other 
parties in the drone industry to use. But really surprising to see uh, AirMap acquired by um, another company. Very surprising indeed, Miriam, as uh, isn't this the same company that also started noflyzone.org and allowed residents to create no-fly zones for the FAA through their system? Is this also the same company that was utilizing user data and selling it uh, for other nefarious purposes? I am not sure, but I think we both know the answer to that question. And I'm going to leave my negative comments right there. (laughs) (laughs) I never wrote about that. Actually, I have to say, we'll have to talk about this offline (laughs) because some of that I didn't hear about. There's I'm on a, different sites than you are. <laughs> yeah, there is a reason that they were called aircraft for a very long time. So, but that said, very interesting news nonetheless. Uh, and it's also very interesting to see uh, where Drone Up saw the value in all of that and whatnot. I mean, it seems like there's still a lot of missing pieces kind of to this news story. Yeah, I think it, it'll evolve um, as it's seen, but there really is a lot of work that's gone into AirMap's UTM platform, and that's kind of the um, traffic management platform that they're using internationally, and I think that that may be at least a large part of the um, capabilities that DroneUp is interested in. Very interesting indeed. I mean, it seems like we're going to hear more about this uh, in the future. But uh, I also want to say, you know, when it comes to uh, drone ups, drone delivery, I know based from Instagram that they're working with Watts Innovations, which has been a company that we've had on the podcast multiple times talking about, well, they're really the only I would say domestic manufacturer who has been able to scale and deliver a very viable drone platform that's used for a wide variety of reasons. And uh, Bobby Watts, it is really cool to see how such a small company has grown so rapidly to provide such a reliable and phenomenal drone platform. Uh, so, you know, I have a feeling, Miriam, that this particular story is, is going to be something that we keep hearing about over and over and the evolution will continue. I I agree. And, you know, Paul, really, when it comes right down to it, this story is about scale. So what you and I have talked about this, you know, Walmart is the retailer that can do it. They have their customer close to their supply. I'll say it again, you know, 90% of the U.S. population lives within 10 miles of a Walmart. That is makes it perfect for drone delivery when you're talking about having your customers near to your supply. And so with the Walmart you know, systems and the Walmart resources behind them, getting together the software, kind of a best of breed approach and taking the capabilities that they need into their own pilot platform for DroneUp. This is really all about being able to scale as soon as BVLOS um, operations become available to them. Yeah, very, yeah, it's fascinating, frankly. Uh, Very, very, very interesting. You know, it's also interesting, too, as we've talked about on this show many times, that Walmart's advantage, just like you said, is the proximity of having established hubs and distribution centers across the United States, which has taken, you know, two to three decades to build out. And they really have uh, the winning formula to overcome Amazon. And in the wake of all of the, the problems, I don't know about you, but I'm just speaking empirically here, all the problems going on with Amazon, the third-party sellers, the third-party sellers, the, the international third-party sellers is really what I mean to say.
say, has caused so many issues in reliability with Amazon. It really makes you wonder who is going to be the king of the online retailer. And uh, it's just fascinating how this is all heating up. It really is. And I think the other interesting thing about this story is that when you when you think about the way DroneUp and Walmart have approached drone delivery compared to the way places like Amazon have approached drone delivery, you know, Amazon got started so early, they started to develop their own aircraft. Now, developing a drone as we all know, is no joke. It's not easy. Um, Whereas the approach that both DroneUp and Walmart are taking is saying, okay, you know, we've got the pilot network and the drone services thing completely down. Walmart, you know how to deal with your inventory and, you know, delivery and that end of things. Bobby Watts, you've got the drones, you know, they're bringing in new software capabilities. So as, you know, Tom... Walker again told Drone Life for this announcement, you know, we're going aggressively after what we consider to be the best in the industry in order to put together a whole solution that will scale, that works right out of the box and will scale. And I think, frankly, it's an approach that's just been proven to be really effective. Like, you don't try to do everything yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is a big lesson of becoming a truly successful entrepreneur is the the power of delegation and overcoming the emotional aspects of wanting to control it all, you know? So look at Howard Hughes. That's the perfect example of the Spruce Goose. He was unable to delegate and literally the Spruce Goose couldn't take flight, you know? So, I mean, it's the perfect example as far as aviation is concerned. But moving on to our next piece of news, you know, VTOL aircraft. It's been another uh, another kind of theme in the news shows here, Miriam, talking about the Dronut, which unfortunately will not deliver a donut to my office, but does look very <laughs> interesting. Uh, but it looks like a new VTOL drone is getting an FAA airworthiness certificate. And it just happens to be that the drone's name is also Archer. Is that right? It's true. The company's name is Archer. And, you know, this is really, again, it's been sort of non-stop EV toll this year in terms of new. That's definitely a major, major theme that we're seeing. And so this is another one where they were given a special airworthiness certificate by the FAA means they can engage in testing. And I think that one of the things that I'm finding really interesting as all of these stories come across my desk, and of course, I, you know, I can't publish all of them. But one thing that I'm seeing that really stands out, Paul, is the timeline is much shorter than you think. So the timeline for these eVTOL aircraft is not 30 years from now. It's really most of these companies are looking at having something in the air and commercially available much, much, much sooner than that. Even Steve Dixon at, um, I don't know if it was commercial UAV or AVSI, one of those, Steve Dixon stood up and said, you know, we are planning for urban air mobility and things within the next 
five years or so. So really, um, both regulators and vehicle companies are prepared for a pretty short timeline on these eVTOL aerial vehicles. And what that has to do with drones, too, I will say this, is that a lot of these are designed to be crewed, but many of them are designed to be crewed at first and then uncrewed as regulations and so forth allow. So I think that we will see crude eVTOL vehicles in the air pretty soon and then uncrewed maybe down the line. When you talk about in China and overseas, you're going to see uncrewed eVTOL in the air very soon. So for those of us who may not understand crude and uncrewed, how would you define that? So uh, whether or not you have a pilot in the seat, in the aircraft. (laughs) So is it just me and the guy piloting um, the aircraft or the person piloting the aircraft is, you know, somewhere off in the distance? Or is the person operating that aircraft in the seat next to me in the in the aircraft. And I think that most of the prototypes that I'm seeing, um, other than Ehang, and I will say Ehang is is um, primarily unmanned systems, do have a seat for the pilot, at least to begin with, but the equipment on board designed to allow for autonomy in the future. Yeah, very, very, very interesting. Um, you know, do you remember the uh, old 007 uh, back when I think Roger Moore was 007 and he was skiing and he had that blow up uh, yes! balloon? Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, whoever, okay, indemnous, I hope you're hearing this and you, I'm going to charge 10% for this, okay? But you guys need to create a little, you know, deployable. Uh, parachute that also is like uh, an inflatable ball that goes around this drone. So if it crashes, we just go for a good bouncy ride, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It seems to me like I have seen so many, you know, so much drone technology on old like 007 films when they thought it was just going to be special effects. Well, you know, what's so funny is I just watched the new 007 and uh, literally the night before I was like, I want to invent a a plane that goes into a boat and vice versa. Sure enough, right on 007, there it is. I was like, damn it. (laughs) You know what's funny is I have a friend who collects old cars and he brought out this like 1950s amphibious car it's like a big old sedan and it has this little propeller on the back and you drove it right into the lake and it goes <laughs> i want one of those i do too i do Come too on, they had them in the 50s <laughs> i do too oh man wow well there's a it seems like the future is endless as far as innovation is concerned. So, but Miriam, thank you again for uh, for joining me. As always, I do appreciate the ability to do this with you, and uh, it's always fun because there's always some new evolution of something going on, and it's good to keep the finger on the pulse of the industry. So, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to be here. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for us today. Don't forget to let us know what you think. Uh, unless you're worried about how much we smile. If you think we smile too much, I have a term for you that we use in the office all the time. It's GFY. And it means we're grateful for you. So on that bombshell, we're going to leave you here for another edition of Drone Life News.